This is the Purple Pillage with Neil Roberts and Leif Bakken. The Pillage starts now. And welcome to another edition of the Purple Pillage. I'm Leif Bakken with Neil Roberts. This one brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sport. Catch the Vikings game this Sunday at your Buffalo Wild Wings. Minot, Williston, and Dickinson, North Dakota. Neil, big win in Washington for the Vikings. The offensive line did well. The defensive line did well. Everything looked up. The only thing is they can't give up in the middle just because they think they have the win. Right. I don't know if they were giving up so much as just kind of changing to that conservative game plan, Leaf. And when they were play-actioning and throwing on those early downs early in the game, it opened up a lot of different things they could do on offense. And as the game progressed, developed a couple-score lead, then you start running it more on first down, throwing it on third down, and all of a sudden you're playing into the hands of the defense more, trying to run the clock out. It doesn't always run the clock out (laughs) before you give the other team an opportunity (laughs) to get back into it. So I just kind of wish they would stay with that original game plan and just keep running up the score in kind of New England Patriot fashion. doesn't seem like the Patriots worry about the scoreboard a whole lot. They just keep scoring. Brady keeps throwing or they keep running. Whatever's working, they keep doing. And the Vikings got away from what was working, I think, a little bit there later in the game. But they did enough to win the game. Kai Forbath with a huge field goal down the stretch. The Vikings hang on to a big win on the road in Washington, and you and I both agreed this was going to be a very, very tough win. The Vikings went in there and really put up a big first half and set the tone. Let's kind of look at both sides of the ball. Case Keenum was 21 for 29. We won't talk about the two interceptions, but he had four touchdowns. Latavius Murray ran in for one touchdown with 68 yards total on 17 carries. Adam Thielen with a touchdown. Diggs, Wright, and David Morgan the second each having those touchdowns. The offensive line opened up a lot of good holes for Murray and McKinnon, and then there was a lot of well-placed balls by Keenum to his receivers. Yeah, I really like what you said there, Leaf, about the offensive line. They played extremely well. When they set up a lot of those screen passes, boy, each lineman and people out in the flat had their guy. They made the block. They opened up some nice holes, and they extended plays for extra yardage. It was really impressive to see that blocking scheme come into play. It's like they knew exactly where Washington was going to be on every play and where the corners were going to be, where the safeties were going to be, where the backers were going to be, and it really played in the Vikings' hand quite a bit. That led to a lot of successful plays, the Jarius Wright touchdown, the Morgan touchdown, On and on and on. Uh, Latavius Murray's, a lot of his runs between the tackles as the passing game opened up. Just a lot of things on the successful side of the ball led to more success. Again, then you get away from that a little bit. We don't have to dwell on that. Bottom line is they did enough to win the game, and they did win the game. But I think you and I both agree we wish they'd stay a little more aggressive late in the game maybe. When you talk about aggressiveness, Neil, you look on the defensive side. Everson Griffin wasn't there, but those guys really did a good job. Daniil Hunter did a good job. Linville Joseph was in there. Tom Johnson with a big tackle for a loss. These guys mm-hmm. all doing big things. And then, of course, the rest of the defense. Eric Kendricks with 10 total tackles. Harrison Smith with 8. Andrew Sandejo had some big breakups. Mm-hmm. Brian Robinson had some big ones. Defense did a really nice job once again. Yeah, you mentioned Brian Robinson there, and he is the guy who got a lot of extra snaps this week in lieu of the absence of Everson Griffin coming in and getting back to his old end spot and getting a lot more reps. And Robison did a nice job in there. He was in there a lot, pressuring. Hunter had a huge sack late in the game. You mentioned Tom Johnson was huge. The defense played well enough. Again, it's not often you see the other team put up 30 points on the Vikings. Uh, And again, it wasn't all the defense's fault with a couple of those picks and other things setting up some easier scores for Washington. But it's still 30 points. In the end, the offense showed up and really did a good job on Sunday against a very fast Washington defense, put up a lot of points. 
Well, let's move on to our Player of the Week. Brought to you by Four Bears Casino and Lodge, December 2nd, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. We'll be at Four Bears Casino and Lodge, located four miles west of Newtown, North Dakota. Neil, our Player of the Week, Adam Thielen, with some great catches. Yeah, uh, that's where I'm at too, Leaf. Adam Thielen has had a great year for the Vikings. He's probably going to the Pro Bowl. Who would have thought that? Get out of Detroit Lakes that, you know, had to work his way onto a roster at Minnesota State at Mankato. From there, again had to claw just to get a look from the Vikings and get an invite to training camp. I mean, a dream would have been probably just to make the practice squad, let alone get on the 53-man and start and and talk about living a dream. And he's just flat-out good. He's beating guys like Norman. Uh, they beat on Sunday. Knows the holes in the defense. He catches just about everything. He does not drop many balls. And he gets open, creates separation, and 166 yards on eight receptions and a touchdown. Uh, another great week for Thielen, and he's doing it week in and week out. But he's really been a go-to guy all season long for Case Keenum and the Vikes offense. Adam Thielen, your player of the week, brought to you by Four Bears Casino and Lodge. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, December 2nd. The big game, Neil, against the Rams. Both teams are 7-2. and It's at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. What has to happen? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Preseason, I don't think you and I would have looked down the road and said, well, this could be a 7-2 versus a 7-2 game, you <laughs> You know, now it looks like both these teams are virtual locks for playoffs. The Vikings have maybe a little tougher road than the Rams, given these road games coming up. But that being said, yeah, Aaron Donald up the middle is a monster on the defensive side of the ball for the Rams. He beats a lot of double teams. He's very difficult to block. Can really mess up a lot of schemes for you on the offensive side. And their offense is rolling great. Jared Goff came under a lot of scrutiny last year, and maybe rightfully so. I mean, he went number one above Carson Wentz. They both have the same agent, by the way, but they go one, two in the draft. And Wentz is having the better year again this year. But tell you what, not by a whole lot. Jared Goff is doing what they're asking him to do. He's throwing a beautiful ball. He's utilizing some receivers that did not do well in other places in their career. Robert Woods did not do much in Buffalo, and he was a big-time player coming out of USC, and all of a sudden he's come to life. Sammy Watkins they traded for hasn't seen a whole lot of targets this year for whatever reason. Cooper Cup, their rookie, they like him a lot. He gets a lot of targets each game. And, of course, Todd Gurley is having an AP in his prime type year. So a huge offense the Vikings have to stop and a huge fast defense to contend with on Sunday. It's going to be a good one. So that's going to do it for this one. Thanks to Spickler Ranch of Glenfield, North Dakota. Their annual production sale on December 9th at 1 p.m. at the ranch. 122 year old bulls and 80 Angus cows and heifers. For Neil Roberts, I'm Leif Bakken. And until next time, pillage on.